Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlton. Today's episode, I have a very special guest. I have Chris Ingiano. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I'm having a beautiful sunny day in Las Vegas. How about yourself? Uh, I have not left the house yet, but it is uh, so far a good day in LA. Okay, you're just up the road. Yes. Yes. I mean, sure, I got to go through like three hours of traffic to get to you, but. <laughs> and hot summer uh, desert heat. Oh, yeah, that drive just to Baker's, uh, Bakersfield is pretty rough. Yeah, it can, it can be pretty rough. I've only been up there like once. And I was like, I'm never coming here, never coming to Bakersfield again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Chris, I like to just jump right into this show. So, why don't you begin by telling us a little bit about yourself, please? Uh, yes. Uh, so, I'm Chris, aka Sadboy336 uh, on Twitch and Twitter and all that. Um, I record band, so I'm a like an audio engineer uh, as my primary job, and I also work at a movie theater as well as stream on Twitch and all that. Very cool. Okay, so fantastic. I'm going to get over all of that here shortly. However, before we get started, I'm going to ask you a question that I ask all of my guests to start, so don't feel special. But on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being high, how weird are you, Chris? How weird am I? Um, I I would say maybe about a 7. Like, I'm weird, but I can... I'm easy at uh I'm good at socially adapting to uh whatever my surrounding is though I do I end up putting my foot in my mouth probably more often than I'd like to admit but uh yeah so I would say about a 7 Why why would you say you put your foot in your mouth is it just the company you keep or is it like, cause I've done the same thing, right? I'm, I'm a gamer and I've done the professional thing. And so I'm sitting there like trying to converse with people who have no idea what my background is. And right. it's like, yeah, you guys don't get me. Yeah, no, totally. I like, cause uh, my girlfriend always tells me I don't know my audience. So I'll, I'll make like a joke that I think is absolutely hilarious. And everybody just kind of stares at me with like a what face. And I'm like, Oh, never mind. <laughs> I get the feeling <laughs> That if Brad was there, like he'd be like, "Oh, that's a good one. I get it." <laughs> yeah, Brad. Brad would get it. That's gonna be my new. That's that's what I'm gonna start saying. I'm like, oh yeah, well, Brad would get this. Storm <laughs> out. All right, all right. So, Chris, this is the Gamerpreneur podcast. So, I'm gonna need your gaming cred. When did you first start playing video games? Uh, I want to say 1998. Uh, my grandmother bought me a Super Nintendo. Uh, off of one of like the neighbor kids that are around because yeah you know, the Nintendo 64 was already out so kids are trying to pawn off their stuff to get the new Nintendo 64 so uh, she got me you know with the classics like Donkey Kong, Legend of Zelda, Super Mario World all that um, and funny side story my grandma actually took away the Legend of Zelda game because the kid who had sold it to her had all all the save files for Link's name he put like uh, swear words in it <laughs> so I so she's like oh this is a dirty game uh you can't play it and I was like oh man like six-year-old <laughs> me was so disappointed but yeah did you ever get it back uh 
I think once I hit about like 10, I was like, I, I, I was like, Granny, I know how to, uh, you know, delete the save files. So can I have this back? I swear to God, it's not a bad game. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. So you started on the Super Nintendo and I'm, I'm assuming you progressed through the years. Yeah, I progressed through the years. Um, I, uh, my family kind of grew up with not a whole lot of money. So uh, I always had the generation before. So when the PS2 came out, I had the PS1. And then when the PS3 came out, I had the PS2. Um, so up at, it wasn't until like the PS4 when I could like actually purchase my own console was I like on top of it. And then after that, uh, around like 2016, I want to say, uh, it was when I finally built like my first gaming computer. And then that's kind of all I've been about is like, oh, gaming PC. And um, other than like the Switch, I primarily game on my gaming PC. Fantastic. All right, so what do you play now? So right now I'm playing a lot of, I'm going back through a lot of the RPGs that I'd missed. So like right now I'm playing, I'm streaming through Earthbound. Oh, that's um, a good one. It is a good one. It is so good. It is honestly an, like... I, I don't know why they that game was not as big of a deal as uh, I think it should have been. Oh, the humor is so out there. It's like, it's kind of wacky. And there's that waterfall you got to stand in front of for like three minutes. That's three minutes? I just did that. I was like, oh my God, is this You're sitting real? there like, really? Do I really have to wait three minutes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, I think, because uh, I think I had, there's a boss battle I believe in that waterfall dungeon. And I think I had died and I was like, I have to do it again. I have to. And I was playing it uh, through RetroArch. I was like, you know what? It's a good thing. This is on an emulator. Cause I'm going to speed through this. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. So kind of one more gaming related question. And then we're going to kind of go into your background, what you do for a living and, and all that. So okay. favorite game of all time, Chris favorite game of all time if you would ask me like two years ago i probably would have said final fantasy 7 but last year i played through final fantasy 9 and that game kind of just won my heart like oh thank you i i play it you know once every year or so and yeah. i will admit i shed manly tears at the end every time yes at, when uh they they finally hug and embrace at the very end when they do the whole uh the play and all that i'm like Oh my God. Manly tears. I'll always call them manly tears too. <laughs> manly tears. <laughs> All right, Chris. So you're a sound audio engineer. What does that mean? So basically I invite bands over to my house and I record their uh, albums or EPs or uh, just singles in general. So um, it, it's typically more like a, mostly like hardcore metalcore bands. It's really aggressive screaming music. Um, I have done a few rappers, which was always interesting. But uh, yeah, I mainly do uh, just bands. So I'll have like the drummer set up in my living room and I record them playing drums and then I, the guitarist and uh, vocalist. And um, I put it all together, make it sound pretty. Very or as cool. pretty as, as it can sound. How did you get into doing that? So I kind of grew up, uh, I've, I've been in bands like most of my life. Um, I started a like punk band with my like brothers when I was 
in like the seventh, eighth grade. And then it kind of progressed from there. Uh, then I started my own like serious band. Um, and just from meeting people. And then also it was when my band recorded, I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is so much fun. We're just sitting here playing music. Um, and that's when, uh, so I started talking to my uh, grandfather about it and he was super supportive and he bought me my first like MacBook. And um, so we started, uh, so I started recording like little demos for my band. And then after my band had broke, broken up, um, I realized I didn't really want to like actually go out and play anymore. I just kind of wanted to st- sit in my house and, you know, make music. So um, I decided to uh, just, start a recording studio like in my bedroom and uh yeah it's just uh the only thing that kind of like i don't like about it is having like five sweaty dudes in my bedroom (laughs) (laughs) so so how does this work like is it your whole house is it just one room you said you have the drummer in your living room like how, how do you account for like acoustics and and everything um, I do everything what's called in the box. So basically instead of, you know how like back when you would look at like recording studios, everything would be like in a giant room where either everybody's playing at the same time or um, they, and they're mixing on those gigantic like consoles. Well, uh, so when it's in the box, pretty much everything is just in the computer. So I take like dry takes into the computer and then um, uh, use like processing uh, software, like plugins and stuff to uh, basically mix it up and make it sound uh, better than, you know, how it originally did. So as far as the drums go, uh, that's the only kind of little bit of a problem I run into is because you kind of have to use a room for that. So that's why I just use my... uh, my living room and then i kind of just put like a little shield or like we had this like plexi shield that goes around the drummer and it kind of just kind of keeps everything uh intact very cool now how how did it how long did it take you like to figure out all of this because i mean it doesn't sound like you've been doing it for terribly long but like i'm sure the first time they like started like banging away you're like oh that doesn't sound so good yeah pretty much Uh, and honestly it's still something i'm working at um I think I've gotten significantly better over the past like four years. Um, but yeah, it, it's still something I'm working at in trying to, uh, you know, basically perfect my craft and all that. Um, yeah, it's still a work in progress. <laughs> Wonderful. Now, how do you go and find, you know, bands as clients? Do you just go to clubs and, you know, hand them a card or like, what's the process in getting people to to pay you to do this? So, how basically what I did at first was I just hit up like bands that I was friends with from being in a band. And, um, then as, uh, I built a portfolio of like, uh, music I have done before and then send it. I usually either cold call bands, which maybe like one in 10 respond to that. Um, with like, oh, this is what you could sound like if you recorded with me. And then other, I will, other bands, I've gone to like shows. I'm like, dude, you guys are really sick. Like, um, 
would you guys be interested in recording like a single and then I'll do like a single for them for free. And then after that, they'll be like, dude, we really liked what you did with our song. You want to do a whole like EP or album or something. And that's how I'm, how I go. Uh, I basically do like one free job and then give, and then get paid for the rest. Very cool. Okay. Now um, you do have another job on the side, you said? Yeah, because I, uh, so recording isn't super consistent um, because it's, it's a pretty competitive, uh, you know, field. Everybody, uh, everybody can run, you know, a recording studio out of their house now with the like, you know, technology. It's not like back in the day where it took like $50,000 just to even start a studio. Um, so now, so I also work at a uh, movie theater. I work at an AMC. Uh, I've been on like furlough from that though, for like the last, basically since COVID's like really hit. Yeah. My condolences. Oh, it's no problem. Okay. What's, what's something that people don't know about movie theaters that's like you guys know? Um, let's see movie theater secrets. Uh, oh, there's not a person up there running the projector. Everybody thinks that there's always somebody up there like running the projector. So like when a problem happens or like the movie like doesn't start or something, uh, people come up, hey, I think the projector guy fell asleep. But I'm like, there's no projector guy. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Now you said you also stream, correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay. What do you, uh, what do you stream? Where do you stream? How do you stream? I stream on both Facebook and Twitch. Um, I started doing the restream, just, you know, try to get as much uh, audience as I can. Um, I like to stream, I primarily stream Overwatch, um, but lately I've been doing more uh, RPGs, like Earthbound, for instance, and then I kind of, like I said, I want to go through back my back catalog of uh, RPGs, and um, I try to stream... I stream uh, Tuesdays through Thursdays uh, from 7 p.m. to roughly about midnight. Okay. I was wondering why you, you messaged me so late last night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I checked my phone at midnight. I'm like, <laughs> message. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What got you into streaming? Like, why did you decide to jump on that? Uh, I think I decided to get into streaming because I, I had kind of neglected for – being in a band, I had kind of like neglected being uh, playing video games a lot because I had band duties and all that. And um, so I decided after the band had broken up, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, this was in like early 2016. Um, I was like, I think I'm going to start streaming. Like a lot of my, uh, some of my other friends had started streaming and had a lot of uh, success with it. So I figured, oh, you know, I'll kind of jump on the bandwagon and I've loved it. Like, um, I built a lot of, uh, a lot of really close friends through streaming. One, uh, one of my friends, um, he's from Utah that I met through streaming and we, last year we had met in real life and it was probably the most like surreal moment. Like, you know, I, I would see those, uh, those like pictures of like, oh, these, uh, these guys met through Halo and met in real life on, you know, one of the guys' deathbeds. And I was like, dude, that's how I want it. I, when I die, I want to be, uh, I want to be that story. 
<laughs> I love it. No, I had the same experience when I played Warcraft. You know, you meet uh -huh. the people and then you're like, let's hang out. And you're like, do I really want to meet this random voice I've been talking to? Or <laughs> yeah. And it yeah, turns it out they're like the same person. It's just the same person I've been talking to for years. <laughs> yeah, it can be kind of, you know, it, it can be kind of nervous because it's almost, you're basically meeting somebody from like a, a chat room and, you know, they always tell you don't meet strangers on the internet, but, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a really amazing thing when that happens. Okay. So I want to go back to your audio um, engineering if we can. So okay. what makes you unique? Like you, you, you said that there's a, lo a lot of people out there already doing it. You know, I'm trying to help you. Uh, you, you sound like a, a professional here, not that you aren't a professional, but make you sound even better. What, <laughs> what makes you fantastic, Chris? What makes me fantastic is I, I can actually work extremely fast. Like I remember when my band recorded uh, an EP, it took us about a month for a turnaround, like basically to get our, our product back. And I'm usually, I can usually get the product out in about two days because usually as soon as, as soon as we finish, I usually, you know, let my ears rest for like a day and then I start, uh, and then I start up and I'll basically slam through the whole like EP in a matter of a day if I can. So I feel like where I stand out is I'm a lot faster than a lot of, uh, other people in the same area as me. Very nice. Now, what is it you're listening for, if anything? Like, is there like something that always pops up you know needs correcting? Yes. All right. So it's kind of a, in fact, it's kind of an ongoing joke within the like recording community is that there's a, there's a frequency that always lies in most, mostly like heavy guitars. It's called, it's the 4K frequency and everybody just cuts it out because it sounds like garbage. <laughs> It has this really nasty, like, buzzing sound. So there's a, in the whole community, um, the recording community, you'll see, like, T-shirts that'll say um, F4K, uh, meaning the frequency. And so if, like, you see that, you're like, oh, that guy's, a, that guy's an audio engineer. That guy knows it. He's, I yeah. love it. <laughs> I, I know, I've known people who do um, audio editing for like spe spoken word, uh, like right. audio books and stuff like that. And the one thing they always say is that the people doing that sound. Oh yeah. And even myself, when I go back and I edit my own videos, like I usually look at the waveform while I'm editing. So I know where to cut and I can see where I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I was making YouTube videos for a lot, uh, for a while. And, um, I noticed myself doing that a lot too. I was like, I was like, oh my God, why do I keep sucking my teeth? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Chris, if you could go back in time with me to when little Chris was first starting out doing audio engineering mm -hmm. and you could give him, you could walk up to him and you go, Hey, little Chris, this is what's going to happen over the next several years. But here's the one thing you need to know. What is it you tell him? I would tell him you know, the, ba the band is going to be fun for a bit, but it's not going to work out. You should start, uh, don't take a year off of, uh, of high school. Don't like, you know, ignore high, uh, don't ignore college for, you know, four years like you did. You need to just put your nose to the, uh, you know, to the stone and start grinding because you're going to get 
you're basically going to get outshined by younger people, which I kind of feel like is happening to me. <laughs> so stay in school. <laughs> stay in school. Basically, stay in school. <laughs> get a haircut and get a real job. <laughs> okay. Um, now, part of the purpose of the show is maybe there's somebody out there who doesn't enjoy what they do. And I, mm. I love it if they, they're listening to my guests and they're like, hey, that sounds really cool. How do I get started? So what advice would you have for someone who'd want to follow in your footsteps here, Chris? So as in to get started in like audio engineering or honestly, all right, starting record uh, audio engineering now is so much easier than it was like five years ago because before it used to be, you know, you could look up YouTube videos and like, tackling it'd be five guys tackling the same problem in like a hundred different ways you know i didn't have all these it was either like kind of college or nothing um but now there's so many different resources that helped me over the last couple years like um nail the mix which is joey sturgis who's recorded a lot of big like metalcore bands um there's jordan valeri from hardcore mixing studio I would I would definitely tell them to pay for at least one of their courses because their courses are maybe about a hundred bucks, which is nothing compared to like you know going to college. And in the audio field, there's realistically like it's all portfolio based. They don't care that you have an audio engineer degree; they just want to hear what you can do. So I would say, uh, and then as far as like the gear and all that, like, honestly, don't worry about it. It'll all come, you know, eventually, but definitely uh, like learn your craft first. Beautiful. I think that applies to so many different industries though. Yeah, really. It really does. It's all, it's all about just like, you know, taking your skill and just sharpening it as much as you can. Okay, fantastic. Now, Chris, I, I'm going to humble you at the moment if I can, because okay. I believe that we learn the most from our failures in life. Um, you know, as gamers, we deal in experience, right? You got to get right. experience. And I think humans get experience when they screw something up and then they learn from that experience and move on. So what is something that you have failed at and what did you learn from it? I failed at more things than I can count. Um, I think one of the biggest things I failed at was, uh, it was definitely being in a band, you know, cause that involved a lot of, a lot of teamwork and I was kind of like the only one carrying it for a while. And it kind of taught me that like, yes, you can rely on other people sometimes, but you may, you have to make sure that you yourself can um you know you have to be able to rely on yourself more than anything than just uh other people you know don't weigh too heavily on other people fantastic okay now what is something you're working to improve on in yourself at the moment um honestly probably my social skills i, I especially since covid hit i've not left my bedroom in like 4 months and honestly, I don't hate it, 
which is the sad part. You know, everybody's been freaking out. Oh, I want to go out. I want to go out. I'm like, no, dude, this is the great. This is like, this is like a four month vacation. I love it. I love it. <laughs> hey, no, don't sell yourself too short. I mean, if you're streaming, you're engaging with people every day, right? Yeah. But you know, it's different that, uh, it's for me, it's different. Uh, you know, just looking at a little chat bar than it is actually talking to somebody like face to face. And I have a problem with, you know, not making eye contact and all that. And so that's why I've been trying to, uh, be more social and, you know, so this right here is like a huge, like stepping point for me. Like I haven't talked to somebody like, like a kind of not, no offense, but like a stranger in like, (laughs) (laughs) like months. Okay. Fantastic. Now, um, do you watch other streams? I do. I watch uh, my buddy uh, Axiom, who I met in real life. Um, I like to watch. I watch the big streams every now and then, but I really like watching smaller streams because you kind of can get that engagement that you can't really get from like a big streamer. Like you know, you look at like XQC's yeah, chat. It's just never chatting like you. <laughs> you're never chatting with him. And uh, so yeah, I really like uh, look watching uh like my buddy axioms um my buddy grish shark grish shark salent uh another streamer sleeping beauty or sleeping x beauty excuse me um yeah i i prefer smaller streams okay now i'm gonna like ask you a question based on your trade what are they doing wrong with their audio that you could give them some advice because i get streamers who watch the show you know and so what advice would you have for streamers on how to make their audio quality sound better uh honestly don't go with the usb mic because a usb mic can only do so much and also check out this program called voice meter banana it gives you the option to separate each uh like your channel. So if you have, you know, you can have it to where your music is playing on one channel, um, your communication like discord or whatever is playing through another channel. And if you know, you ca- you're in there with some like rowdy friends who like to, and you want to keep like a PG stream. So you don't really want cussing and you know, it's kind of hard telling other people not to cuss. So especially mid game. So you can just mute the whole, um, their whole voice chat to the stream, but you can still hear them. And it gives you audio balance for everything. Like you can control how loud the music is, how loud the communication is, and then how loud the uh, actual game audio is. And always use a compressor and noise gate. Fantastic. I wish I understood what any of that meant. I'll have to figure it out. <laughs> I'm not, that audio is still new to me. And you said, don't use a USB mic. I'm like, oh, I'm using one. <laughs> no, it's a, it, it's definitely a good starting, you know, if you, if you don't want to drop a bunch of money, but I would recommend uh, as for like a mixer using the like Zenex uh, 802. It's just a little two channel USB like mixer. And it has, um, an actual like uh, EQ settings on it and it sounds phenomenal and it's only about like 80 bucks and then get like a semi-decent uh, like either condenser or even just like a you know those like karaoke mics the Shure SM58s those are only like a those are only like a, a hundred bucks sometimes you can get them for even cheaper if you like are okay with buying a used one <laughs> 
Just sure. disinfect it really good. <laughs> especially right now, right? Yeah, especially right now. Okay, Chris, this has been fantastic. How do people find you? Where are you out on social media? What's your handle? So you can find me on Twitch and Facebook uh, at Sadboy336. You can find me on Twitter at Sadboy336TV. And you can find me on Instagram at Sadboy336. Beautiful. All right, Chris, is there any last points you want to make or anything I didn't ask you think we still need to cover? Um, I think we've covered just about everything. I think we are all good to go. All right. Well, in that case, Chris Angiano, thank you so much for coming on with us today. We genuinely appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And on that note, I'm going to remind everybody else, don't be just a gamer, be a gamerpreneur. 